welcome to the Pixelated Perfect Podcast. Hello, Patrizio. Thank you so much for being on the Pixelated Perfect Podcast. Hey, Diane. How are you doing? I'm so. I'm great. I'm great. I'm so glad to be here with you today. Yes, I'm so I'm so excited to to kind of dive a little deeper into your career. I've talked to you. I guess I talked to you. It's been a couple months now, and then we had been in contact a few months back. Um, and you know, I really loved your story and where you came from, and really like your passion and what you're looking for out of the future. So, um, not I don't want to spoil anything. So I'm not going <laughs> to tell any of your your big secrets because you'll reveal them now. So. I, I would love to just jump right in and I would love for you to kind of tell tell us like how did you get your start in design and kind of where are you today? What was that what was that full process? That's awesome. Yes. Uh, thank you so much for the opportunity. So um, it's been already a, a, a long a long time, right? Like it's been like I've been in the industry for almost 10 years and so I started uh, studying graphic design like in 2009, uh, I did college uh, at SCAD in the United States. So I'm Argentinian, uh, to give full context uh, to everybody. But I used to play soccer, and and I got a, a full scholarship uh, at SCAD, which was a school that I always wanted to go. And it was a great opportunity uh, for me. And ah, it, was, it was an incredible place where I made a lot of friends and... I had the opportunity to study with in- incredible professors. Uh, so yes, once in there, I, I did start with graphic design. Um, and since I had a couple of credits uh, that I transferred from Argentina, I went further and did some extra classes in uh, usability, um, UI design, and then some front-end development classes uh, in which I was really into. And I could have, I could make a, a minor in business. So I think that mixing all those skills was something that I always, I always wanted. And once I graduated from from college, I, I started my my professional life in in Chicago, in a company called Acuity Group, which was acquired then by Accenture, and today is part of Fjord Interactive. But yes, I was missing a little bit of Argentina, uh, missing my family, my friends, which are really important in my in my daily uh, life, and came back here and started working in different several agencies and being in the in, into product in the day to day. And I think the most remarkable uh, experience that experiences that I've had it was like um, I had the chance to work at RGA. Which is a, a really, a really incredible agency, and in there I was in the experience design team, and well had the opportunity to work for pretty big clients such as Nike, Google, Tiffany, uh, and that was a a really I don't know pivotal moment in in my career. Um, and then after that, I got immersed in several fintech projects, and that and that was the moment where I started, like you know, like uh, narrowing down more in which kind of industry I wanted to be at, and that led me to my first opportunity at a fintech in Argentina called Ank, um, and that's where another another job opportunity came for to be to switch to Nu. Nubank, a digital a Brazilian digital bank, and and yes, that was my past like three years in my career, and undoubtedly was the best uh, job experience that I've had in my life, and I had the opportunity to work in several MVPs um, in the insure tech um, industry. We launched with my coworkers, uh, incredible talented people. Uh, we launched a, a health insurance, um, and then I moved. Then we we were we started to work with an, in another type of insurances. I cannot talk much about them, but then I got I got I moved into investments, and well, uh, my my lastest experiences were like working last year on the on the IPO of the company, and it was 
probably the biggest project that I, I've ever worked in uh, in my life. <laughs> and, and yes, and now I have recently moved to Visa. So, um, well, there were a couple of, of different things that I wanted to, to learn uh, in my career. So here is here we are. I'm sorry for my bad English. <laughs> no, not at all. Your English is not bad at all. You're crazy. Um, awesome. Yeah, thanks for, for walking me through. There were definitely some things I had forgotten from the last times I chatted with you. So that was like, I was like following along on your journey. Um, okay, so I definitely have some key things I want to dive deeper on and hear more about. Sure. Um, kind of like starting at the beginning. So I want to hear, so whoever, for everyone that doesn't know SCAD, like Savannah College of Art and Design. Um, it's a super elite design art school. Um, and I'm curious about, so you said you you kind of majored in graphic design, minored in business, and you took some extra classes about usability UI front end. I'm curious being at such like a um, like high tier art school, like what were those courses like for you, especially like some of those UI UX courses? What did that consist of? Yes, perfect. And at that time when I started at college, I always knew I wanted to do something related with web, right? Web apps were just starting at, the, at that moment and there wasn't a major in UX. So which the, 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 the school has it right now. Actually, one of my, of my professors is uh, like, um, how to say, like di directing the course, uh, Jason oh, Fox, cool. an incredible, an incredible guy. Uh, um, f starting through graphic, uh, I think I had some several like different, I have two other professors that I think that they were like impacted my career uh, a lot. Uh, they are Marianne Kassem and um, Bob Newman, and they helped me through all the design um, mindset, not only through skills, right? And that, and I think in that area, SCAD is incredible. It, it, I don't know, I believe that it's, it's helped me to think uh, and to refute things from a designer's perspective, which I believe they are really important in our process. Uh, um, there were some other other folks with, that were doing like uh, UI design uh, courses. And I, I think I started to get in there uh, just because I knew a little bit more, a little bit, but like once I got in there, I was like, okay, this is like, I'm totally passionate about this. Like uh, Devin O'Brien, I remember is what was my professor in the UI uh, class. And it was, it was incredible, right? Like uh, it was like first times into getting into design systems, into understanding uh, how the future at that moment of what we were doing, it was gonna be. Yeah, no, that's great. You know, I think that, um... A lot of product designers that come from like a graphic design background, um, I think having that knowledge about like colors and accessibility and like how to think about design is so important. And I think that that's like kind of that first step to becoming a great product designer is knowing these principles, these I, these art principles, not even design, just art in general. I totally, um, I, I totally agree. And you know what? Uh, I always presented and I'm glad my professors let me do that. Uh, and this talks really well about them. I always presented things on, on screens. Um, I knew I wanted to do my colors. They were all like RGB related, you know, like uh, all my printed stuff. It was like uh, not a little bit shitty to, do, to, <laughs> to not be speaking a proper English. That's so funny. yes. <laughs> so yes, I'm. I was always prepared for for that kind of medium, and I, in my case, I I always knew I was getting into graphic design because of that. Uh, ah, but it's true what you said. That's great. Yeah, I love that. I so I also majored in graphic design, mm -hmm. um, and I can tell you that, like at the end of my college experience, they like the last two years they started to introduce more web-based design courses but to be honest like the majority of it was like print and yeah. like 
that's what it was at the time. I took like a flash class. Flash doesn't even like exist anymore. So that's kind of like useless. So it's great to hear that like you were able to go into these classes and they let you, they, they were happy to have you present and do things on screens and, and like kind of work with you on your passion of being more on the website of things. I think yes, that's awesome. No, totally. Um, okay, perfect. Moving on. So your first job um, in Chicago, what was that like going from graduating um, to to getting that first job? Like, what was that interview process? You because you hadn't had a job as a designer in the, before, right? Like, yeah. this was your first big. I actually big got chance. it at the career fair at, at co in college, so Amazing. I got I got the job the, my last day of school. I had. I was supposed to be presenting my portfolio that day, but I got the interview and they flew me from Savannah to Chicago. And I told that to my professor, one, uh, Marianne, one of my, my, my friends today, right? And, I was like, and she told me, like, if you don't fly to Chicago, I'm gonna kill you. Uh, so you better <laughs> get on the plane. Uh, you will present the portfolio, like uh, send it to me uh, l later. You've done plenty of presentations already. So that's amazing. Ah, it was inc it was incredible. It was incredible. And once I started working at the company, I realized that my learning process it was it was starting at that moment. When I got in the team, I knew I like I knew that at college I I was learning a couple of things and concepts and things on how to frame ideas. And my, my, my learning process was going to continue probably all my life. So uh, I remember one of my first projects, I did a shit, like completely, like it was a really bad job from my side. Um, I look at it right. What was your first project? It was for a company called Soeris. And I remember my, our art director, Mu, Mu Xian, uh, she was really good and really picky about a couple of things. And I don't know, looking back, I thought like, you know, like some concepts from usability, she helped me. She probably doesn't even know how much she, she's helped me. So <laughs> that's, that was, a, that was a, a great thing. I always have it on my mind. And I, I say, I'm going to send a message to Mu and, sell, and tell her I'm sorry for the quality of the job that I did. <laughs> I mean, I think that's like very much a designer. It's like a designer thing, right? Like you look at any work you do, even something you did like, I don't know, six months ago, you look back at yeah. it and you're like, oh my gosh, there's so many things I would do differently now. I think that's like every designer has that feeling. Yes. No, I have, I always have that feelings and I actually, I kind of hate having that feeling constantly, but at the same time, I like it because it pushes me to want more. So... Uh, yes. I, I think it is crucial in our profession. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think you also talked a little bit about um, like you getting your first job. That's like really when you were learning, like you learn concepts in school, but like, bam, you get your first job and you're like thrown into it. And that's where you have to learn. You have to learn like soft skills, right? Like how to communicate with people, um, how to talk to senior bosses, like up the chain and it's definitely like a whole whirlwind of an experience completely um, agree completely agree um but yes it was it was a great experience um i don't know uh, the city i loved chicago until the winter came right <laughs> <laughs> I yeah argentina's pretty mild winters so <laughs> yes yes and in buenos aires the, the weather is, is is perfect because it is not that hot it gets a little bit hot, but not that much. It gets a little bit cold, but not that much. It doesn't rain too much, but you have some rainy yes. days. So weather in here is pretty good. <laughs> yes, I agree. I agree. Um, except you were opposite from, your weather was opposite from home when you were here. Uh, what, all of my friends, they were celebrating Christmas in summer. And I was, yes. I was up there freezing. as I like freezing. And it's like, yeah, that, that makes you, that makes you, uh, miss the country even more. So, yeah. Yes. 
Yes, totally. No, I get that. Um, okay, so from there, you you went back to Argentina and and you you kind of got you worked more in agencies and more on products. So talk a little about that transition, like going from working in Chicago at your first job to to kind of taking on next your next level mm-hmm. of experiences. Actually, I, I went I came back. Uh, I remember December 13, something like that, which was a Sunday. At Monday, I was working at in my new job, uh, which which was an agency here in Argentina called Pampa Network. It was a, like a marketing uh, network, and it had some side projects. So I love that company. A lot of friends from there, even the owners. Like like I I love them. Uh, we used to play FIFA at the at the breaks, and I had the opportunity of like being really creative from the design perspective, and also keep on doing some things from the front-end development uh, perspective. Like most of the teams, they were engineers, so they helped me. I don't know in learning Git, for example. Uh, so it was it was a great a great uh, job experience. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I want to hear more about like coming from a designer standpoint, learning more about development mm-hmm. and learning it. Like, do you enjoy coding? Do you enjoy that side of of product? I really do, but up to a point. I think I am much better into with descriptive languages. Like markup language, like such as HTML or CSS, which are actually impacting the design, uh, rather than getting into you know like backend stuff. I did actually a full stack course, and then in the second part of the course, it got really really hard, and I was like suffer, suffering it. It's like uh, I want this to finish as soon as possible. But I do believe it helps me in my career in order to understand engineers' perspective, in order to negotiate with them, uh, because sometimes I know... <laughs> yes, I think... I like how you said that. I think it is really important. Uh, we as designers, we are dreamers. And sometimes I believe it is part of, a, of our challenge to understand in which moments we need to delight a customer and in order to understand as well in which moments we're gonna save times for development for example this being said maybe an input is not the place to become really creative it's a pattern that most of our users will understand and will not see that value right uh, and maybe in another point of part of, our, of the of the flow we can introduce a much creative pattern if we burden a lot our engineers with a lot of stuff, it is really hard to get on time with the roadmap. Uh, so that that should be part of our daily conversation within within our teams, right? I absolutely love this conversation. I think it's so powerful. I think um, so many designers. One of the hardest things that they struggle with is communicating with their development teams and when they see their designs, they're usually not what they expected um, because they didn't have those conversations with the development team. They weren't there to support their dev team when their dev team had questions um, and yet negotiate with their developers. Like, you're right, an input field, like what, is that really gonna add that much value to your users? No, but maybe like a success screen and you can do some confetti, I don't know, but push your developers to do something there for sure. I, 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 I believe that. it I believe it yes and and I I've always found uh, our our folks from the engineering team being really receptive and you know what from their mindset they are people who are who have always challenged the way I design because they are much more systematic and logical and I believe that we always need to listen to our engineers. Uh, I don't know. I believe I'm a, a, from the from design. I do believe I have some skills. I'm not gonna be that humble from that from that from that way. <laughs> Please but, don't. Yes. But but <laughs> I always believe there were there are like 
plenty of designers way better than me, way better than me, way better. However, um, being humble from the design perspective, it helps me to understand that, to understand that an engineer could give me a really good output, to understand that there are always some other product or visual designer way better than me. And I take those concepts because I want, I, the only, at the end of the day, what I want is to launch products, to launch products that work the best possible way and to, I don't know, make the customers fall in love with their products, with our products. So yes, uh, that's our goal, well, right? Uh, <laughs> yes, that is definitely our goal as designers. Well said, I agree. <laughs> Um, the last thing I want to say about this conversation that also is a really good point that you made was about the roadmap. Like sometimes when we have all these crazy designs and all these things that are going to make it pop, the developers are going to lose track of that roadmap and it's going to put everyone behind. So it is really like negotiating, making sure, because at the end of the day, business goals are important, like making sure you're hitting those deadlines and making sure you're able to follow that roadmap as closely as possible. Of course, of course. So true. I always say to my, to my friends, there are always cheaper ways to design for you. Uh, and, and yes, I think that's something to have in mind, especially when launching a new product, an MVP. Uh, we can do it in the hard way, in the, uh, but, but uh, we need to be, like, be strict on some, as designers on some topics, right? Because otherwise we won't change the status quo on some patterns. I don't know. Definitely. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, the roadmap is built by everyone, right? Like product team, that's the designers and the developers and the project managers and whoever your product team consists of. So it's all of you guys. Yeah. Yes. Having that agreement and agreeing on it and building it out. That's awesome. Um, I actually do have some questions about MVP, but before we get into that, I want to talk about your work with RGA and working with these really big companies. What was that like to be able to work on a Nike project or Google or Tiffany? What was that? Ah, it was really, really good. Uh, I did like it. It is been in touch with such huge brands, and I believe RGA hires. I think it's a company that does a lot of things great. Like I have a lot of friends from RGA, uh, really good friends. Like we, we meet each other like once, twice per month. Like, like we have become really good friends. And, and that talks really well about which kind of people they hire, right? And, and which kind of work environment they generate. And I think it is probably one of if not the best, probably the best work environment that I, I've, I've worked uh, in my life. And, and then when translating that good vibes into the kind of clients that you're going to be facing, um, I think it mixes with a, with, a, with a great job. Like it is understandable that when working for Google, for example, uh, from an agency perspective, sometimes you do like, um, I'm not going to say smaller, smaller jobs, but however, it, it doesn't have the level of depth that you will find when working in the day to day with the product, right? Like, for example, I had to build a calendar for an event for Google um, within their Google developers day. From the level of complexity, it was a calendar where like engineers could, could RSVP their, their invitations. However, for me as a designer, it added me a lot. It was like, okay, started to work with people from Google and also to understand their ecosystem, understand their, in that, in that, at that moment was like their material design uh, type of design system. So the, as a designer, it is, it is, it is some, it's a really, I think there is always like moments for everything and working in an agency, it is a really important step, uh, especially working at an agency that has that type of clients and that type of vibes. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I think that was, yeah, I love what you just said about all of that. I feel like I keep saying, I love what you just said, but <laughs> just keep going. Um, I think that 
having that experience at an agency and especially working with these really big companies, like you said, it's like you're kind of working not fully in their ecosystem. It's like you get to see it, but it's like a little separate. So you have like, yeah, just like all of that, those dynamics, I feel like probably was such a learning experience as a designer um, to have your hands in everything and work with so many different companies and learn so many different, like MUI or I'm not sure what Nike uses, but using all of these different techniques and tools that their internal yes, and, and to be a little bit selfish as well to build up your portfolio, right? Like probably uh, you need a portfolio that is built on big clients. You want your portfolio to be part of like right. big clients. Yes, so, that's a really good point. You know, working with an agency, you get to put in all of these case studies into your portfolio versus working with one cus- one company while you're doing all of the tiny details and working super hard. You don't have that same kind of wow factor in a case study. Yes, yes. So um, I don't know, like those kind of things are, are, are important when choosing which agency, which type of work you will do at some part of your life. Yeah, I think having some kind of big name in your resume like resonates and looks yes. and looks really good. Of course, Definitely. you you can of course uh, we can see it in different ways as well, right? Like I can be a designer who goes to a smaller agency and works from scratch on brands and I you become like on brands on design systems, right? Like in my case I was working more within the experience design team. So uh, for me, working on the experience with their design system, with their brand, that was like even better and beneficial for me. Uh, sometimes you can work from scratch on, on, a, on, a, on a new brand or in a new, in a new product. Uh, and you can work either on the branding. In my case, I would work on a design system from scratch. So. Uh, that gives you the opportunity to be like, okay, to do what, what, whatever you want or whatever, not whatever you want. You, we never do whatever we want 100%, right? But uh, at least to be like really having the opportunity to, to, to build your baby, uh, yeah. as, as we always say. Yeah. yeah, I mean, let's, let's talk about building from scratch, MVPs. Like you've... You've built a couple of MVPs, um, design systems from scratch. How did all of your former experience lead up to this? And what were the challenges you faced in the MVP world? Because there are many challenges you face yes. um, and, in design systems. And there are different, yes. And some, for example, at Ankh, we build uh, an MVP and we build the whole product from, from scratch. We. We had an agency, which is a great agency. Design has no name here in Argentina. They helped us with the branding. Um, then we started working. Once we understood the brand values, brand all the brand aesthetics, uh, we we could start working as well on the on the design system to match because it was it was I I, I worked for other brands maybe that they were not as digital. And I could see a lot of challenges from that perspective. Um, when the brand is is born digitally, you you make everything thinking that it has to work on a on that type of system, right? So um, it was really important to understand colors, typography, to understand um, to under and. Probably that's that's something that I, I I would do in a different way, looking back at, at, at the job that I did, not to try to burden myself too much into creating the perfect library, right? Like you go and you see material this like I know material like iOS libraries or, or like big brands libraries or like I don't know, Airbnbs, design systems, etc. You can see a huge like uh component library but you have to understand that they also have like huge teams working on them so if you are like a new design a designer working on a on a on a new design system you i think you have to give yourself time to understand that things are gonna evolve things are gonna evolve through time and once you require them you will start working on them and adding them 
This being said, for example, maybe we work on the foundations of the of the design system in buttons that we, you know you will need in typography, etc. But maybe you can start polishing a, a slider once you need it. So those kind of things are thing I think I would do in a different way. Yeah, that's really great feedback for designers starting MVP. Um, so at the design project, we work with startups. So we are starting to build those design systems from scratch and definitely kind of running into those issues of like that balance between, oh, we want to do all these cool things with the design system. But when you do it all, half of it's not used because it's such early stages and so many things are still in flux that like it's a waste of time. So yeah, it's like, Usually what we tell customers and our clients is this is an evolving, ever-changing, it's a living, breathing document, and this is stage one, and we'll continue to build upon it and continue to build those components and those atoms, but... I agree. Yeah, yeah. starting off too big is, is just a waste of time for the moment, for sure. Yes, I completely agree. <laughs> That's a really great point. Um, so what was you, you helped, um, was it Newbank IPO? So you worked with them. What was that experience working in a company, um, and kind of getting to that level? Ah, it was the, it was crazy. Um, but it was incredible. It was like, uh, I, last year, it, this was last year, right? And, um, I had a busy year for sure. However, the thing is I could work with, with, with colleagues that are incredible and due to that the day-to-day -day was like uh, was better than what it would have been if they were not that great and I think I learned a lot to manage some situations my 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 peers helped me to learn that and that so um Yes, um, I I don't know. It was uh, it was so we work in different perspectives, right? Like I do believe like one of my biggest skills is to understand flows and understanding this how we might utilize our um, structure from a from a technical perspective and. I had the opportunity to work with other designer, Kari. He's the talented one. Um, no, no, he's. Uh, if I, I always relate everything with soccer, and I say if we were talking about soccer, he's Messi, and I'm a, a defensive midfielder. So um, I'm sorry, Argentinians. We do all these analogies with with soccer, especially getting closer to the World Cup. <laughs> Uh, it is already yes. in our mind. Uh, we are just thinking about it. But it's true. In that case, he wasn't Messi. He, we could talk about Pelé or Neymar because he's Brazilian. Um, <laughs> right. Um, but yes, uh, what, I, uh, what I think I did, I did well at that moment was like, okay, to understand those kind of things, to frame all the things from the product design perspective and try to gain speed. And with my boss, who Shu Suarez, who really helped me a lot, and of course our design VP, who is a person that I truly admire, Lucas Petinati. I truly admire. I'm really blessed for all the opportunities that he's given me in my career. And yes, I'm I'm just a little bit sweet about it. <laughs> all the shout outs. You have so many shout outs. You're gonna have to send this to everyone that you shouted out so they can listen. <laughs> Probably. Um, and I have more people because I don't have like I haven't talked about Mike Dorca, who was my my boss at Ank, or even Fede, who was Fede Gonzalez, who is incredible talented boss I had at RGA. Um so I will I will have to name them before because the, I, I think that's the best thing about my, my career and about the environment that we work at. We work with cool people and we can have fun. And, and, and that's, that's yeah. we're blessed to that. And, and we have job opportunities. We'll, we'll give, yes, we'll <laughs> give you some time at the end to shout out anyone that you missed. Okay, so. awesome. We'll Sorry, <laughs> I feel like... Um, no, it's great. It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, 
Well, let's talk about culture because that is so important. Um, And you've mentioned it throughout a lot of these jobs that you had is that that culture was really what was inspiring and being able to learn from other designers, other developers, project managers, your bosses. Um, What do you think makes a great culture at a company? Uh, Oh, that's a tricky question. But I don't know. Some people have like different... I think finding the the exact balance between not that process oriented, right? And not being like, okay, all a mess. It's what makes a place what make, make what makes a place great. When you when your day to day it becomes, you know, like meetings, 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 meetings after meetings, it is because like okay, something is not, not going well. And, and when you don't have any meetings, something is not going well neither because what are you going to be designing this by yourself? You're not going to be talking with your engineering team or with your peers. So I think, uh, and right after the pandemic, we, we have like, we are all working remotely and like we are facing that challenge. Sometimes I feel like really burnt after a full day of meetings and I just need to go. Uh, actually, I take the dog out, but she takes me, uh, you know, for a walk. We go to a square that I have close to my to my house. I throw her the ball and she comes back with it. Right. And it's like, uh, she's she's helping me. Not I'm not doing this because of her. And I actually do it because of her. But, you know, like, <laughs> but I think that that balance is is. It's a, it's a huge challenge. Of course, I understand some moments, for example, launching the IPO last year. I knew it was going to be like that. I was like, fine, I'm totally on board. I really want to do this, you know, and I know this year is going to be tough. Perfect. Right. Uh, but then there are, there are some, some projects in which you, we, you, we don't need unnecessary meetings. Like we can solve things in a faster way. Yes, I I think that's so true. There's definitely that balance. It's like, first, us as designers are usually, not always, but usually like more introverted. Like we want to be at our desk and work versus like being on calls all day. That's not usually where we get our energy. Not to say that there aren't designers that aren't extroverted. Just I'm not gonna say design. I'm not gonna say I'm extroverted. However, I do like to talk with people, go to a bar and. And, there you go. And, and grab a beer with everybody in the team. I so. like that. Yes. <laughs> I, I like that as well. But I think I think it is finding that balance because there's a level of like too many meetings. And as a designer, our role is really to do that deep work and that yeah. deep thinking. And if designers don't have that space to do it, then the designs that they come up with are going to not be great. So yes, totally. Definitely and, finding that balance. For and sure. finding and sometimes I feel it we do it to ourselves in designs, right? Like we put too many rituals, too many things. And sometimes those rituals they don't have any update. And we are in meetings in there watching at each other rather than like fine, like I just I just need my time. Um Right. Yeah, that's true. You know, I think one of my like productivity hacks is I have time on my calendar the same time every week blocked off for deep work and like no one can schedule meetings I don't accept any meetings like that is deep work time even if I don't know exactly what I'm working on that day I'll I know that I have that time set out so that's great I think that's so important you put some music on the background you know uh that's your time get into the zone yeah on my slack i put the little brain so like people don't disturb me i like as my status yep i got i got my system figured out but yeah i do think there is that balance and i do think that makes a great culture and also everyone a part of that team understands like the role of the designer and giving them that space and like appreciates that and yeah and also collaborating so how like you said if you don't have meetings there's something wrong so totally agree with that like you have to schedule that time to review designs with everyone involved and get feedback because designers don't work in a silo it usually doesn't work that way yeah there's so many other people involved 
note. Yes, that's great. I hope we we get to work someday together. <laughs> right? Yes, me too. We're so aligned, so aligned. Um, so you recently took a position at Visa. Um, how is that going? What What is your job position there, and what are your responsibilities? I am a senior staff designer, and um, I'm currently working on different co-creations with different clients uh, within the whole region. And these days, I'm really into understanding crypto and the future of blockchain and how many, I don't know, which are the opportunities that are going to come up uh, for the users in a, in a close future. It's something that intrigues me a lot. And yes, I think and payments companies, there are some things that I, I don't want, I cannot talk much about it, but uh, that are, are some interesting things that are going to come up. Well, we have already been seeing them, right? Like, I don't know. I think maybe because of our, our country's economies and our structure, uh, we have been pushed much more into uh, understanding and adopting blockchain, uh, crypto payments, etc. So, like for example, you can find companies such as Lemon, uh, which is a company that lets you like okay convert directly the crypto your cryptos in your in your card directly into fiat. Uh, so and that's it. Like a lot of people are saving are saving money in USDTs because. Uh, of, of, of our country's uh, economics. So, um, well, all those kind of things are gonna, are gonna come eventually. All, all like, not only crypto as, as payment, right? Like, but also blockchain as a technology, what is gonna, is gonna add to, to our day-to-day -day lives, right? Like there are some other products like TravelX, they are creating something, uh, really great in the travel industry and um, agro token a client that we had a, a co-creation last week uh, they are tokenizing like grains like so green soy grains for example and Crazy. like so yes cool. it is to understand the business model like in this case was like the agro uh, in the agro industry yeah the agro industry and then uh, also understanding how they were going to do this kind of like blockchain and crypto integration. So, yes, it's been it's been a it's been a, a tough month because it's been like really, really busy as well. But but I believe like in the, the past week, uh, it was like a lot of new information, a lot of things. And it's like, OK, I need to keep on updating. Like sometimes as a designer, I believe that, right? Like I need to keep on fresh. Otherwise uh, you're out. Like the, 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 the world changes that fast. And like, if you're not updated, it's like sometimes, so sometimes even if you were like, I don't know, like if you, you, you have to, you have, there are some things that you have to push yourself to do them. Right. Like even if like, I am not feeling today, like, okay, I want to get in a new course, um, but maybe there are some things that I, I need to do. So, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, the design industry, like product design didn't even exist 10 years ago. Right. Like, yeah. and where the industry is now, like who knows where the industry is going. There's so many, I mean, blockchain, crypto, huge, like also all the other ways of interacting with products like voice and touch and web three oh, like yeah. there's so many new interesting ways that designers can place themselves and learn about to be like at the forefront of those industries it's like it's fascinating yes and what what it fascinates me uh the most i think it is to watch and observe the adoption from te of technology from from the from the society right like i see it like I'm, i talk about it and i see it in my mom right uh, yes and it's like uh, my mom she like i don't know like five years ago she wasn't even like 
turning on the computer and today she's doing like QR payments. It's not like a big deal, but in Argentina, Mercado Pago is so huge that everybody like pays through QR. Uh, but the, the level of adoption, especially like, for example, after the pandemic, uh, it's like, it, it's, it's become like, it's something that I, I like to watch and observe. And sometimes I feel like I'm doing a, a user testing, you know, with, like with my mom, with my dad. And as I understand, it's like, how is he not understanding this feature? Uh, and yes, or maybe myself, I'm, I'm a total nerd. So I'm searching through, I don't know, I'm watching through, I like for, to watch a movie, like I'm searching and navigating through Netflix and I was like, oh, look at that, that pattern. Like, and it's like, or yes. comparing Netflix with Amazon, right? Like, like know yes. the content per se, but I, I, I stay minutes navigating through, through, through apps, uh, but not watching anything. And it's like, okay. Yes. Uh, I, I agree. I'm the same way. I'm always judging. Um, I'm always judging apps. And yeah, I'm just going to say this, which hopefully doesn't hurt anyone's feelings, but Hulu's experience is awful to me. I never know where I am. I never know what I'm doing. I have struggled with Hulu since like day one. I don't, I'm pretty sure it's not just me, but I feel like their patterns are like not user friendly. <laughs> it happens. All. It happens. Yes. And like for example, we don't have Hulu in Argentina, but uh, okay, we I do the comparison between probably Amazon Prime and and, and Netflix, you right? Can see like, the difference. and yes. I I I don't actually I don't precisely love Netflix content because uh, we are getting into something like a deeper discussion. I believe they are too much data driven and they are losing that artistic kind of feeling and i'm really lo i'm really logical sometimes i don't understand what a mustang from the 60s uh thir 13 cassettes and are doing in the middle of a of a tv show right and it's like it's so complex it's so complex that i don't understand it um however Navigating through their experience, it's so easy and so like please, please delightful. Uh, yes, yes. But Amazon Prime. Agreed. But Amazon Prime has the Office, so I'm always watching the Office. It's, I think it is. It was, it's been like my fourth time. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's always a good occasion to watch another rewatch The Office. Yes. Um. So. To kind of, I could keep going, but for time's sake, um, I, I think one of the last questions I have for you is like, where do you see yourself going in the future? Where do you see your design career going? Oh, that's, that's tricky, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is tricky. I do believe I have a lot of things. Uh, this is like really cliche, right? Like I do believe I have a lot of things to learn, but it is true. It is true. I know myself. I know in which kind of things I am naturally bad. Uh, and I try to push myself in order to become better, right? Like, um, so um, I don't know. Like my goal is to, to keep on improving in those areas and pushing myself to improve them. And the ones that I naturally do, do well, um, I know they're gonna come from myself. So I want to push myself and put myself into that positions um, in order to become a little bit more complete. And then in the future, I don't know. I don't know, uh, honestly, what, what is, what is going to come. Um, I do believe which kind of problems I want to solve as a designer. So, uh, and yes, and I try to find the, that balance, you know, like because uh, not having that balance in like work life, I am I'm I am not a workaholic and and for me it is really important to be with my friends with my family to go play football to go with people from the office not only to work but also to grab a beer to to do it actually becomes work at the end because it it all bec makes a better environment but when it's done naturally it it is better. I love that. Yes. 
Agreed. Um, well, thank you so much for, for chatting with me and about your career. I think we hit on some really interesting, um, interesting conversations. So I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. No, thank you for, for this opportunity and letting me, I don't know, talk a little bit about my, my experience. And I'm sorry for bringing a lot of people in, uh, because I'm really thankful. Uh, I, I work with like in, incredibly talented uh, folks and I don't know, like there are some people that I really admire, uh, such as all everybody that like all the people that I was saying to you or like, I don't know, Juaco Contini, one, one of the UI designers that used to work with me at RGA. Uh, he's probably visually one of one of the best with Kari, the other designer. It's like, I cannot, like, when I think about my career, it's built with their with their work, right? Like, like I don't know, when working at NU, we launched uh, 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 the, the life insurance and I was working with Annie Cordani, probably the most complete and one of the best designers as well that I worked in my career. So, like, she, she has it all solved, right? For So for me, it was really easy to... To, to get in a conversation with her and really, I don't know, like to enjoy the, the process, the design process with a, with a person like that. Um, and yeah, I don't know. That's I it. I love that. No, that's wonderful. The people you didn't think were your mom and dad. So you should thank your mom and <laughs> thank dad. Thank you to my mom. That would be like, uh, I need an Oscar in my... <laughs> I'm, I love it. No, I'm thankful to them in other areas of my life. However, they don't have a clue of what I do in my day to day. I get really pissed <laughs> with my mom and dad. I love them, but I get so fucking pissed with them. And it's like, mom, I, I, how many times do I have to explain to you that this is not what I do? You know? So I wouldn't think to my mom. <laughs> I'm not going to be thankful to my mom and dad on this. What? What? Sorry, mom and dad. Sorry, mom. Um. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Patrizio. Um, and I can't wait to continue to follow your journey and see all of the awesome things that you end up doing. Awesome, Diane. Thank you so much. Me as well. And hopefully we will work together in the future. <laughs>